Oh man. So uh, we're going to talk about self-determination and personal responsibility. Uh, this was like 200 pages of amazing notes. Uh, I'm pretty sure Chad was writing notes as we were driving, as he's driving, uh, but he's not here to give us any commentary. So Tay, we're going to have to knock it out of the park today to make up for Chad's absence. So I'll throw it to you and you just knock it out and then uh, I'll pick it up and run from there. Yeah, I think this is one that uh, I don't think neither one of us can say everything that, we, that was said on this. This is just so much uh, good information. Uh, I just love when he starts out talking about being a student teacher. And I think that's the uh, blessing of this business but because we have to constantly be student teachers. Uh, because once you hit a certain rank, that doesn't mean that you've arrived. You have to continue to grow. You have to continue to stay plugged in uh, with personal development. You have to continue to grow as leader because as you go elevate to these new levels, uh, it's going to require a new level of leadership from you. So you have to almost be in that position of humility. And I just love him at his age, uh, you know, stating that he's still a student in order to be the teacher. Then you have to be willing to learn some new things because everything is always being innovative. People are always doing new things. Uh, and if you aren't keeping up with the times, it's easy for you to get left behind. So you have to be willing to put yourself in a position to maybe learn from people who are younger than you, people who have difference in you, uh, but you're still learning and interpreting and really giving out the information in ways that uh, benefit the people that uh, relate to you. Uh, the second thing that he said, which I thought was so awesome, uh, he said, um, set an example in your life that people can watch it instead of hear it. And I love that. And it made me think of a quote, one of my favorite quotes. It said, don't just pay lip service, pay life service. Uh, and I think that's just so awesome because it's easy to talk about uh, things that, you know, we think people should do. But it's, one, it's another thing to actually do those things. And I think that's equally as important, especially with this business. I think you have to be a leader by example. You can't just go out and tell your team to hop on Zoom to do these things, uh, to put out the host post, to send a message if you aren't doing those things. Because they're watching you. They're seeing what you're doing. And they want they want to see, like, how are you getting signed on all your customers and shit? They know you're not just teaching and signing people like what actions are you take and i think when you show that you can actually i know our girls on our team carry it like when they do power hours and zooms they don't just get on and listen to music like they share what's working they share the message that they're sitting out they're sharing the conversations that they have it and i think it's, it's important to do that because you hear real conversations that people are having and most of the conversations are the same word and people are responding with the same thing so you already have a system set up to just say this to that person. So I think it's equally as, as important to not, uh, not just tell people what to do, but to actually show them. Uh, uh, and another thing that he said, I thought this was so awesome because I think it's super relatable. He says, sometimes your best work will be done at your worst moments. And I think about books that people have written. I don't think I've read a book that somebody wrote from the mountaintop experiences. Like, I think all the books that I've written, it's been written from the Valley experience. They're speaking about everything that they went through, what they learned in that lesson, and they want to pass that on because they understand people are going to go through these things, and I want to show them a way out. And it's the same thing with this company. You hear Joe and Stephanie's story. You know, they, they talk about the things they're doing now. They always go back to that when they were standing in the food lines and everything they did that led up to them becoming uh, who they are today. So I think it's important to share where you're coming from so you can be relatable to people. And also I think that gives people hope. 
it shows them that you don't have to be perfect to be successful. You just have to be willing. You have to, uh, many times I think it comes out of a place of desperation. And I think that's where, uh, if we're being honest, majority of uh, the people in this world, they're coming from a place of desperation. Uh, I think we've heard statistics that most people are only, what, uh, $500 away from being bankruptcy. Uh, and that's pretty a sad thing. So you can miss a check and pretty much be laid on the bill and be out on the street. So I think that's a situation that if we can just share the struggles that we have and share how we're building this business in ways that, you know, people can relate to, I think that'll help a lot of people see that, you know, they see everything that we're posting about what this business is blessing us with. But if they're not seeing the behind the scenes, if they're not seeing you sending out messages and you at, at, at the, just show the end of the month picture. If you can just show that to people and let them understand, like, this isn't just something that's easy. It's simple to do, but it's not easy. You have to put in the work. And most of the time, it's going to take you sacrificing in the short term for the things that you want uh, in the long term. Uh, another thing that he said, don't become complacent. And I think it's easy to get complacent in this business because, like I say, we all start from that place of uh, desperation. We just want that little extra. And what we find is if you go to work really hard within your business and yourself, you can get that little extra plus more really fast. So uh, you can't become complacent with that. You can't get to that place where, you know, good is good enough. And uh, things that I wrote down here that I heard before, and I thought it was great because it kind of pushed me to uh, really uh, not just settle. And it was uh, good is the enemy of great. And uh, just think about me and uh, my wife here. We have conversations all the time. And, uh, and uh, for us, uh, our marriage was good and we was complacent. We weren't necessarily uh, doing the things that we was doing in the beginning as far as working on our marriage until we saw a famous or a very public couple go through a divorce. And we said, like, we're not immune to divorce. So if we're not working on our marriage, by default, we're working on our divorce. So we thought it was important to don't be complacent because things are good. This is the time where you need to press in. This is the time where you need to do more things that's going to continue to build your marriage so that you can be that light for other marriages. So uh, another thing that he said, he, he, talk, he started talking about limitations. And uh, immediately it took me back. I love quotes because they're just so easy to remember. Uh, but it said, nobody rises to low expectations. So I think you have to ask yourself, what are the expectations that you have for yourself? And I think if you can just literally, if you can think of the expectations and they're so low that it, it's impossible for you not to reach it, then I think you have to start setting bigger expectations for yourself, set bigger goals, bigger dreams, and start striving for those things, start working towards those things, understand there's always room to grow. And I think you have to give yourself in these periods of time more grace to grow. I think most people think uh, they see people like uh, maybe Joe or they see people like me or see Chad and they see me all the time and they're like, man, you're just so wise. I'm like, I'm not wise. I just learn a lot. Like I know where I come from. I understood that there's a lot of things that I don't know. So I thought it was important for me to get to know these things. If I want to become a better person, then I can't do that by sitting around wishing like I have to put in the work. I have to do the personal development. I have to show up uh, to these Zooms every Tuesday and Thursday. I have to continue to do the Every Man is a Warrior groups, the Bible says. I have to continue to do those, do these things if I want to become those things. So my expectations for myself is I don't want to be mediocre. Like, I just don't. I want to be more than mediocre. And it's going back to the book, one of my favorite books of the year. Like, it takes what it takes. Like, you become great by doing great things. It don't happen over time. I mean, it does happen over time. It don't happen overnight. So you have to continue to identify what it is that you want. And you have to make sure that your actions align with those things. If your actions don't align, then take inventory and start doing the things that's going to move you closer uh, to that. And uh, just the last thing that I, I would say, uh, um, and he said, don't do attention relieving things, do time achieving things. And I think that's super important, especially with this business. We can get 
distracted with just going on social media and just strolling or just doing something so we're like we don't feel like working our business right now but and we just can't kind of get into this mode of just like we're just on default mode where we're just flowing with the river and i think these are the times where you have to be super intentional if you don't feel like working your business right now pick up a book pick up an audio book do a workout listen to an audio book i think joe talks about it all the time where he does the same when he works out he's listening to an audio book He's continuing to do something that's going to be time achieving. He's continuing to learn. So I think you have to find ways to, if you don't feel like doing something uh, positive, if you don't feel like doing something to like, you feel like you're burning out or you need rest, you have to find something that's going to allow you to continue to build into yourself. You're going to have to find something that's going to allow you to uh, really just continue to feed your growth. So I think you have to replace some of the, the negative things that you're doing, whatever it may be, uh, watching TV, uh, binge watching, uh, Netflix, uh, me, I don't be watch Netflix that much, but I will get on uh, YouTube and I will binge watch sermons. So I think you have to find positive ways to uh, kind of uh, level out the things that you're doing. And I think as you as you do that, I think you'll start to see these positive changes because you're doing things that align with your values, with your goals, and with your dreams. And I think uh, in the long run, uh, then you will start you will start becoming that person who you want to become. And the last thing I just want to leave you guys with, uh, and I think it's equally important to like when you see where you are, don't compare your journey with somebody else's journey. You cannot discount where you are. You have to understand the things that you are doing today is for you today. You have to do those things. You have to appreciate where you are. You have to appreciate the person that you're becoming and you have to continue to take steps on your path. You can't get sidetracked by what somebody else is doing and figure that you can step in their shoes and do what they're doing because you can't at this moment in your life. You can only do what you've been called to do in this moment. So appreciate where you are, count your blessings, stay focused on the things that you want and continue to show up for the things that's going to make you better. Show up for the things that's going to help your business grow. Show up for the people in your life who need you in this moment and just understand like not everybody in this moment needs you. You need some of those people. So don't feel like everybody is coming to you and pulling from you. Some of those people are there for you to go and ask for advice, to take out to lunch and get to know how you're doing these things. So uh, just appreciate where you are. Uh, don't doubt yourself. Continue to feed uh, into your growth. Continue to uh, utilize the contacts, utilize the seven seeds that he just dropped and understand you have more power than you think you do. You just have to activate that power by looking within, taking inventory, knowing what you're surrounding yourself with, whether it be people, places, things, things you're listening to, and you have to uh, uh, switch those things out with more positive things and more things that's going to invest in your growth. So uh, I hope that helped you guys. And there was just so much, Joe, and there's just so much here uh, that I know you're about to dive into. So I'm going to take about two more pages of notes with you, man. They just crushed it. All right. So take ownership for the outcome of your life. Uh, that is the, the number one thing that he was trying to get across this whole time was personal responsibility is at its lowest point in the history of our country right now. And he explains why he goes through, and I love this. And, and I've been talking about this every once in a while too. You know, you talk about the Roman empire, it was around for, you know, a thousand years and we've just been here for 200 years and we think we're the coolest thing since sliced bread. So when he was doing his, his history review, he noticed that almost every society implodes every 200 years. And the reason why that is, is because the founders of this society uh, want to go and do something good. They want freedom. They want change. They want all of the things. But then what they don't want is they don't want the next generation to have to struggle with the things that they struggled with. 
So then you have a more susceptible society, the following generation. And then the next generation, they do the same thing. They don't want them to struggle with the things that they've had to struggle with. So now all of a sudden you have a third generation that's more complacent. And then complacency leads to apathy. So now the the fourth generation is apathetic. And then apathy turns into dependency. So the fifth generation is now dependent. And once you become dependent, you give up your rights. So we're on the verge of everyone giving up rights because we've become so dependent because we haven't had to struggle like our forefathers did our grandfather, our grandparents, our great-grandparents. So that was really, really interesting to just hear the history lesson. And he said, no society has been able to escape it throughout history. Not just, you know, our countries over here in, in North America, but Europe, Asia, you know, India, Africa, they've seen it time and time again. The statement of going from being a victim to victorious is what everyone needs to do. Take a stand and say, I will not be a victim. I will be victorious. You can either accept what is handed to you or you can accept the responsibility to change the outcome for yourself, which I thought was huge. Are you going to be a victim of your own limiting invisible barriers? They're invisible barriers. Kind of like he was saying, the four-minute mile was an invisible barrier that everyone thought was there until somebody broke it. You know, ambassador was an invisible barrier until somebody broke it. Then Black Diamond was an invisible barrier until somebody broke it. And then double ambassador was an invisible barrier until somebody broke it. Double Black Diamond is a barrier until we break it. I'm putting it out there going to do it. Somebody's ceiling is somebody else's floor. It's so important to, to understand that. I, I love the, the reticulating activity system in your brain. Start focusing on the things that you want and your brain will start looking for those things. That's why people who are optimistic and people who are looking for opportunity always tend to find opportunity. It's not because they're lucky. It's because that's what they are looking for and their brain starts looking for things where other people won't find it. So be the person that finds the things that others aren't able to see. Going to C's, let's talk about the seven C's that you can control. You can control the clock. I love this statement. You only have time to spend, not time to save. You can't save time. It always goes away. And that's why I always talk about investing your time to create a greater return because you can almost buy more time in the future. We talk about it all the time. You're working really hard on your business right now. It may feel like you're losing time, but it will definitely make up for it with the returns that you get later in your business because you go and you go and you go and you go to the point where now you can go and go and go and go, but you get to make the decisions of when you go. Number two, the concepts. You can control what you think. Don't allow people to control your thoughts. You control what you think. Number three was your causes. 
you control your why. Your why should be big enough to get you up in the morning, to be excited, to go out and crush the day, which goes to number four, which is your commitment. What you give your time to is what you get your return in. That's why he was saying, if, you, if you're watching TV all the time, your return isn't going to be there because of the fact that there's no return for that time. So when you're using your commitments, your commitments should be spent on your cause, your why. If it's not lined up with that, then you're just wasting it away. Number five was the contacts. You control your circle. And he said specifically, your circle should be people that are better than you. And more importantly, people that are optimistic. I thought that was huge, you know, because we've always heard that, you know, our circle needs to be better than us. Our, our circle needs to stretch us. But the fact that he adds in there that they need to be optimists, man, that is a huge, huge thing. Because you could have a very successful person, but they have a negative outlook on life. What is that going to do for you who currently may not have their success, but you're sucking in all their negativity? It may cause you to not get to the successful level because of the fact that you stop at the negativity. Number six was communication. Starts with listening. We hear this all the time, two ears, one mouth, use them in that order. But I love what he said. He goes, if you must speak, it should be to ask questions. I thought that was super profound because he goes into the, you know, how to become the greatest salesperson in the world. Well, if you keep asking questions, you will originally or eventually uncover what it is that will help you help them. Number seven, concerns you handle situations in a specific manner. We are all interdependent, so we all rely on each other. You're in this business with other people, but we're also independent in how we respond to everybody. So when we're working together, the way that we work together smoothly and, and using momentum is because of the fact that we're working together interdependently, but we're independently working for a greater good. Uh, I love when he breaks down the serenity prayer into three actionable steps. Accept the unchangeable. Guys, I talk about this all the time. Control what you can control. You can't change history. You can only learn from it. You can't go back and do things over, but what you can do is you, I love what he said, you can change tomorrow's history today. So if you want a completely different life, change what it is that you're doing today and that'll change your history for the future. Two, change the changeable. This is huge, guys. You can't change other people. No matter what you think, you can't change other people. Only God can do that. But you can change what is changeable. And one of the things that's the most changeable is you. That's why they always say, if you want to make change, start by changing yourself. And then that'll change the things around you. And then the third piece was plan ahead. Remove yourself from unacceptable situations. Guys, planning your month right now, right now you should be planning what you're going to be doing at the end of the month. 
I was going to go on live and say, guys, all right, so we're, we're almost to the middle of the month. If you're not already figuring out what you're going to do at the end of the month right now, end of the month is going to be really hard for you. But if you do it now, it's going to be that much easier. So what you're doing is you're removing yourself from an unacceptable month end madness that could cause you to miss a promotion because you didn't plan far enough ahead. I love do today so you don't have to be dependent on someone tomorrow. Goes into, you know, paying yourself first. Life is not accountable to you or your why. You are accountable to your life to give yourself a why. You have the ability to choose whether you win or lose your game of life by taking personal responsibility. If you don't take personal responsibility, you give up the ability to change the things around you and you are forced to accept what is done and given to you and nobody wants that. Guys, go out today, take personal responsibility for your action, do something intentional to change the outcome of your life today. Can't wait to see you here next time. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again soon.